1: The answer
2: it is indeed and a good morning to you seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock and we are rolling on a thursday it is the 27th morning of the fifth month of the year of our lord 2021 thank you so much for being with us coming up on the program in an hour uh we are going to be talking we've got two guests as a matter of fact uh, who are going to be joining us today. The uh, brilliant Dr. Everett Piper will be our first guest at 10.10. So again, one hour from now, he and I are going to talk about a number of stories, including the lead story, which I will get to momentarily. Uh, and then at 10.35, we will talk to Dr. Sherry Tenpenny again for the first time in a bit on the latest on the vaccines. What do we know about the vaccines? What do we know about their efficacy? What do we know about their potential side effects? What do we know about potential vaccine <clears throat> requirements or mandates? And why should there not be any vaccine passport requirements? Dr. Sherry Tenpenny is an expert on vaccines, vaccinations. She is a doctor of uh, osteopathy, and she is uh, going to be joining us at 1035 this morning to talk about all of the above. So uh, Dr. Everett Piper, then Dr. Sherry Tenpenny this morning on AM 1420, The Answer. You know what all that means? It means our number one is wide open for you and me at 216-901-0945 or triple eight two eight one eleven ten. Either one of those numbers will get you here. But don't dial them now, because I want you to take your dialing hand and put it over your heart, if you would. Let's start our day as we always do with the Pledge of Allegiance. Patriots, stand and face the flag. Leftists, go ahead and take that knee. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen uh, to that. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I just, you know, I always say that at the start of the show when I play the pledge. And, uh, you know, I tell the leftists, go ahead and take your traditional knee. And I, I, I make light of it. I guess for obvious reasons, um, I shouldn't. It, 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 it infuriates me that they do that. I, I was talking last night, and I'm going to just kind of riff here for a second. Bear with me before I get into the top news of the day. Uh, I was at an event last night uh, giving a speech to a bunch of great people at uh, Ohio, uh, Ohio Freedom Fighters, and I mentioned Colin Kaepernick's name kind of in passing in my speech. He and LeBron James, you know, being promoters of the police badge as being the historical slave catcher badge, Um, you know, because that's how they see police today. And I kind of reference Colin Kaepernick and uh, the knee takers and so on and so forth. And I I, got to tell you, I I was speaking in some at some length about national pride, um, about about people like Kaepernick who have no respect for the anthem, who have no respect for the flag, who have no respect for the pledge, who have no respect for the blood and the sweat and the tears and the sacrifice made by millions to make us the greatest nation in the world, the beacon of liberty, the beacon of freedom in the world for people of all colors and ethnicities and religions and so forth. And I I made a point just in passing, it wasn't part of my prepared speech. I just kind of made a passing uh, passing reference to this. And I want to make it now. If this nation is so fundamentally flawed, systemically racist, um, oppressive to minorities, why do we not have an unprecedented surge at our border Going the other direction. I, I literally made this up on the spot last night, but it got a great reaction from the crowd. Um, so I want to share it with you, too. Why aren't black and brown people in the United States flooding across the border southward? Mexico, Mexico, let me in. I'm crossing the Rio, Rio Grande in the other direction. Do you know how terrible this place is for black and brown people? Do you know what they're doing to us here? Oh, my God, let me out of this racist, oppressive hellhole. Why isn't there an equal number of black and brown Americans going northward, crossing our northern border into Canada? Please, Canada, save us. Save us from the misery and the oppression we suffer as black and brown people in America, that that slave nation. Remember, they were born into slavery in 1619, that nation was, and it hasn't changed in 400 years. No way. This is still a racist nation. And, and, and we can't get a fair shake here. We're getting, we're getting shot here routinely by police. We're getting locked up and incarcerated at unprecedented levels. We can't get jobs here because of racism. We can't get uh, college admissions here because of racism. We get pulled over because of racism. We want the heck out of this place. Why is that? Again, I just kind of asked this question in passing as I talked about policing in America and the celebrities and the things that they want the rest of the world to believe about the U.S. Instead, we have this massive crush of primarily black and brown people coming across the border, the southern border, into the United States. You know, you would think, if nothing else, if nothing else, if black and brown people who hate this country and believe it to be systemically racist, if Ibram X. Kendi and Hannah Nicole Jones and Don Lemon and others who would have you believe, other ethnic uh, racial minorities, who would have you believe that this country is systemically racist and fundamentally flawed, if they're not going to leave this country themselves so they can get away from the oppression and get into a place that welcomes people who look like them, at the very least, you would think they would set up shop just on this side, the American side of that southern border, holding up signs, warning the people who are crossing the border illegally, don't do it. Big signs that say, don't do it. You'll regret it. Turn around. It sucks here. If you're black or brown, don't come. You're going to hate this place. At least give them fair warning. I don't see that happening. I don't see people of color, warning people of color from around the world, don't come to the U.S. You know what they tell them instead? Come on in. We're a welcoming country. We've got a president who wants you here now. Come to the United States. The old president didn't want you here, but we want you here. Come to the United States by hook or by crook. Come here legally or illegally. We don't care. Just come here. Why would you be setting up? your fellow black or brown people from around the world for such a terrible, terrible plight? Why would you set them up for failure by bringing them into a systemically racist country that doesn't do right by black and brown people? One would think that it would be literally just the other way around. Black and brown people would be fleeing this country. Go to Mexico. Go to one of the the, the, uh, Central America Triangle countries. Go to uh, Europe. Go to uh, South America. Go to Africa. Go to... Pick a continent. I don't care. Could it be, possibly, and this is something else I just kind of riffed on last night, could it be, possibly, that maybe the United States does represent for all people white, black, brown, Whatever ethnicity or race that you may be, that the United States does represent for all colors of people the American dream. The greatest opportunity to learn, to grow, to thrive, to achieve, to have all of the things that one could want in life available to them that maybe the United States Still, holders of the American dream is still the best place in the world for all colors. As I said last night, they called it the American dream for a reason. Have you ever heard anybody reference the French dream? How about the Vietnamese dream? Come to Vietnam where you can achieve and learn and do all of the wonderful things. Has anybody ever heard of the Chinese dream? Come and live in communist China. China where you will be told how many children you can have, you will be told what you can do and when you can do it. Has anybody ever heard even of the the British dream? They call it the American dream, and people come to America from all of those other places, not the other way around. Americans aren't fleeing this country to move into European uh, nations. Americans aren't fleeing this country to move into... um, You know, Central American nations or South American nations. Rather, those people are trying to get in here. Many willing to risk their lives, risk death to get to a country that, according to the left within it, will hate them. According to the American left, this country is a systemically racist country, one in which brown and black people have no business being. And one in which brown and black people will have no ability to survive in or to uh, to achieve in. That dream is out of reach for them. And yet, here they come. I don't know. Just something I pondered. Like I said, I kind of riffed on it last night. Now I just listen to our Pledge of Allegiance again, and it reminds me of the same message. If this nation is so horrible that you must take a knee during its pledge or during its anthem, I'm wondering why, Colin? Why, LeBron? Why, Uh, celebrities, are you still here? Why aren't you achieving the greatness that you feel is waiting for you as a black or brown person in a nation that isn't systemically racist like this one? What are you still doing here? Just a thought. wasn't the top story of the day, but sometimes that's the way it goes. I'll get to that top story coming up right, right after this on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 924, the Bob France Authority on this Thursday. Don't forget, we are guest-free until uh, the top of the hour at 1010. We'll talk to Dr. Everett Piper at 1035. We'll talk to Dr. Sherry Tenpenny about vaccines and uh, the rest of the latest on COVID uh, coming up uh, with Dr. T at uh, 1035. Right now, we'll go to the phones before I get some audio to you in the top story of the day. Mike, in my, Mike, in, I don't know where Mike is calling from. Mike, where are you calling from?
3: Um, the city of Brooklyn, Ohio.
2: Brooklyn, Ohio. I know it very well. One of my best friends lives in Ohio, or lives in Brooklyn, Ohio, and uh, runs a terrific business there as well. Maybe you've heard of it. It's called the Floor King. Yes, I have.
3: Yes, they're you, told his, his
2: kids go to school with my children. Is that right? That's phenomenal. Yes, so you sir. know what a great guy Karam is, and I can tell you if you yes. uh, if you need any flooring done, by all means, get yourself up to the Floor King there at Bidolf Plaza. Yes, sir. All right. So what's up, Mike? Well,
3: I uh, I got the pleasure of meeting you several times, Mr. France, and it's mm-hmm. an honor to be allowed to speak on your show. Um, I corrected a... Um, our local administration, the mayor and the city council, for the second year in a row canceled our Memorial Day ceremony uh, for really no reason other than the uncertainty of the times, which is the text message I received. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took it upon myself and my family, and we went up to the rec center. We got our lawful permit to assemble. So on Monday, May 31st, Memorial Day, the oh. real Memorial Day, yes, sir, uh, from 11 to 1, we're going to... Um, have the Veterans Memorial Park, which is at 7619 Memphis Avenue in the city of Brooklyn, and it's a dedicated national landmark um, for veterans. And at noon, um, the Marine Corps Color Guard will be performing the flag ceremony, uh, which is a huge honor for for my family. Um, A little background behind it. My mom is the last remaining Heil, uh, in the bloodline. Uh, our, well, my children's great great uncle, my great uncle and her uncle, uh, is a POW MIA. He's still missing in the theater, Pacific theater of operations on the islands of the Philippines from World War II. And I took it upon myself to honor his memory to get this whole um it's not going to be a celebration it's more going to be honoring
2: a memorialization that's why we call it memorial day right excuse me excuse me we don't celebrate a memorial day we do we honor and we memorialize those who gave their lives and those who lost their lives in particular in service to this country as you're talking about your family so it sounds like a perfectly appropriate thing to do and if the city won't allow it by the way you said they wouldn't give you a reason they wouldn't give you an explanation
3: No, they basically said that uh, they didn't have well, the text message reads they didn't have enough time to plan it. Um, They wanted to do, they canceled the parade, which I don't agree with because that's for Veterans Day. This is memorializing those that gave their life for us, so you yeah. can even be on the phone right now, sir
2: <laughs> yeah no you're, you're exactly right mike and and, I'm, and I remember talking to you about this obviously, and i uh and I salute exactly what you're doing because you're right um, you know this this the, the you, people with a history like yours, a family history like yours, with what you just described, this is extraordinarily important too, but to be truthful, you don't have to have had loved ones that you know of that lost their lives in service to this country or as you just said. With the, you know, it never returned from the Philippines. The personal stories. If you're just an American citizen who appreciates uh, what we have, then you want to be a part of a ceremony on Memorial Day that says, "Thank you. We honor our dead. Yes. We salute them. Uh, and it's it is their deaths that have given us life." And I hate to be you know overly dramatic about it, but that is exactly what happens. And that's exactly why if the city isn't going to take steps to uh, make sure that the you know those who gave their lives can be honored on Memorial Day. The fact that a citizen or a small group of citizens is taking it upon themselves is um, is exactly you know the kind of thing that should give us hope. I'll be honest with you. I talk about all the negativity. Uh, this is the kind of thing that gives me hope when citizens take this stuff into their own hands.
3: Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. And, yes, it's for everyone. It's open to the public. There won't be any activities. We're just going to play background music until the honor guard gives me the word mm-hmm. and... They're going to perform the ceremony, and then we're just going to disband. We're going to have a prayer, sing the national anthem, wait for their signal, and then do a uh, benediction and just say thank you for coming and go home.
2: Well, you know what? It's, it, that's all it takes to me. You know, it, it's great to have the pageantry of a parade. It's great to have, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, all of the different types of ceremonies that, that take place traditionally on Memorial Day. But what it really matters is that you are going to, uh, ask people to come out. And just offer what they can, which is their prayers of thanks, uh, and, and the commemoration of all of those who sacrificed, who paid the ultimate price, or even those who didn't. That's one thing I always talk about memorial. Yeah. Day you know those who survived those who went there and bled alongside those who died but they themselves survived yeah. they suffered no less they put they put just as much on the line and the fact that people are going to get together in a solemn way and and you know in a in a not a celebratory but again in a more memorializing way to celebrate those lives in that regard i think is uh, is a, is really a great thing so yes thank you yeah, mike, sure. mike real real quick cuz i got to get to news here the time again what time are people gathering
3: Um, We're going to start gathering at 11 a.m. The ceremony will begin at noon, um, and the address is 7619 Memphis Avenue. It's the Veterans Memorial Park. We're going to have the park, the Grand Pavilion, and we will have restroom facilities open So um, for those two hours. um, And I do appreciate your time, sir, and it's always a pleasure to meet with you and talk with you.
2: Well, the the pleasure is all mine, Mike, and I thank you so much for what you're doing uh, to remember those who lost their lives or gave their lives in sacrifice to this great country. Thank you, Mike. Have a great event on Monday. It's 9.30. We'll get uh, news now. We'll come back with more phone calls and some important audio for you next on AM 1420, The Answer.
1: Progressive Democrats. Please be aware, you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die. This is the Bob France Authority on AM
2: 1420,
1: The Answer.
2: All right, yes, indeed, 936. As we continue on AM 1420, The Answer, I want to share some information with you to follow up. I keep putting off today's top story because I'm having other things happen. Um, And, uh, yeah, I'm going to do that again here. Yesterday, I told you, I believe it was yesterday, right? That I told you I took an antibody test on Monday. Speaking of the vaccine mandates, whether they be public mandates or private mandates, meaning that private businesses and corporations and, um, you know, professional teams and event holders and centers and so forth can uh, ask whether or not you've been vaccinated before they let you in and ask you to prove it. Um, I wanted to find out whether or not I was already Im- immune and thus in no need of a vaccine. Now, my wife, I told you the story yesterday. Bear with me. My wife had one of her friends who is very much against the idea of getting a COVID-19 vaccine because it's not a vaccine, particularly the Moderna and Pfizer's. Uh, they are um Experimental drug cocktails. They're experimental pre-COVID treatments, essentially. Take this and you'll weaken your your symptoms if you get sick is essentially what they advertise it as. Only the Johnson & Johnson shot is an actual vaccine because it contains dead viral particles from the virus COVID-19. So I don't want either one of those things. My wife's friend didn't want either one of those things either, and she believes she had COVID. Now, she did not test positive, but she tested for, or rather experienced some of the symptoms a few months back. So she decided she wanted to get an antibody test to see if she had COVID antibodies, which would tell her whether or not she had had it and whether or not it is making her immune from it. So my wife, she told my wife this, and my wife said, me too. So they went at the end of last week and had antibody tests done. And two days later, they got email results on their test. Now, the antibody test from LabCorp, which is the company that does this, this is the SARS-CoV-2 semi-quantitative total antibody test. The reference range is this. Negative for antibodies means that the sample does not contain detectable antibodies against the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein receptor binding domain if your readout is less than 0.8. You are positive for the antibodies if you are greater than 0.7. So 0.7 is the standard. If you have a 0.7 or higher, your Antibody sample, the blood sample that they take, shows that it contains detectable antibodies against the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein receptor binding domain. All right? So 0.7 or, or above is what you're looking for that says you have antibodies. So my wife's friend who took this test got a 14, which is well above 0.7, Right? She's got the COVID antibodies. She had COVID. She feels completely justified now in her refusal to take a COVID vaccine, either the Johnson vaccine or the experimental cocktail in the, um, uh, in the Moderna or Pfizer. My wife then got her email results from LabCorp. Remember, we're looking for 0.7 or more. Her friend got 14. My wife's antibody count was 814. I, uh, I told my audience this last night at the um, Ohio Freedom Fighters event uh, that I spoke at. Uh, I told them that story, and I kind of goofily demonstrated my wife flying around the room because she said she felt like Superwoman now. She knows she is vaccinated. For all intents and purposes, she is vaccinated without a vaccine because she has, her body has built up tons of antibodies against this. Now, she was sick back in uh, October, November, by the way. Same time I was. Same time my son was. Same time my daughter was. Everybody in my family had COVID last uh, fall. All right. Eight months later, she's got an 814 antibody count when a 0.7 indicates you have detectable antibodies to fight off that virus should it be introduced into your system again. So I said, my turn. And Monday, I took my LabCorp SARS-CoV-2 semi-quantitative total antibody count test at a drugstore, lab, which is every bit as clean and professional as any lab you've ever gone to, any phlebotomy lab where you've gone to and had blood drawn at Cleveland Clinic or anywhere else. I scheduled my appointment online. I went in on uh, this past Monday at 2 o'clock, and I had blood drawn so that they could run the same semi-quantitative total antibody test that my wife did. I got my results back. I was hoping to have them back in time for the speech last night so I could tell everybody what really happened. Instead, my results came in at 109 this morning. I found it in my email this morning when I woke up. And I just actually, now during the bottom of the hour news break, opened the email, entered my account info, and got my test results. I had COVID 19 in October, eight months ago. We have been told that. Natural immunization by way of having COVID-19 and having the antibodies does not mean you are protected and immune because those antibodies may only last for six months or less. That's why you still need to get a vaccine. I am eight months in. 0.7 is the standard to have antibodies protecting you against COVID-19. My readout, 1442 1442.0 Hey Vaxers bring you it. Dig it? <laughs> bring it. Hey Johnson. and and, and other Johnson. Tell me that your jab is going to create the kind of antibodies against COVID-19 that God has already created within me. My immune system did its job. My immune system took the the, uh, the, uh, virus when I had it in October in, welcomed it, Beat the hell out of it and then created an army of antibodies to make sure it can never come back in and try to do damage again. Rand Paul was right, Dr. Fauci is wrong. I am right, my wife is right. All of those of us who have said that if you have all and not, by the way, I'm obviously not a doctor, Rand Paul is. But numerous other doctors have said, if you have already had COVID and recovered, you have antibodies. And it may be very dangerous for you to have the the experimental drug cocktail injected on top of those antibodies. Or the Johnson & Johnson dead viral particle uh, actual vaccine also injected on top of your existing antibodies. It may be the worst thing in the world for you to do to add those things to what your immune system is already producing. So all of this stuff about, well, you don't know how long it's going to last. I would say to every pro-Johnson and Johnson and Moderna and Pfizer vaxxer that are telling me just because you've got COVID doesn't mean your antibodies are going to last very long, probably last less than six months. I would say to them, why are they warning you when you get your vaccination to not laminate your uh, your uh, covid card? Why are you, they telling you not to laminate your vaccination card proving your vaccination? And the answer is because it is those, the artificial immunizations that they don't believe are going to last, and that you are likely going to need a booster shot, and they're going to have to stamp your card with the booster shop, so, shot, something they can't do if you laminate it. They know, or at least they are very, very uh, convinced, that the artificial immunization that they are pushing through these shots is not going to last, and it's not going to be as effective. And they're telling you not to laminate because of that. Get ready for round two. Or if you had to take the two shots of Moderna or Pfizer, round three when it comes to booster time. who Is that going to be one, by the way, or is that also going to be in dual shot form? All I know is I'm never going to find out. And for the millions of of Americans who have already had COVID-19, I want everybody to do the same thing that I did. Go to your doctor, go to a lab, Go wherever you have to, have an antibody test, and once it is proven that you have antibodies, you are vaccinated with a much better and stronger vaccine. It's called your natural immune system than any company could ever create in their labs. I told people at my speech last night that I would announce it live on the air if I got the information, and I'm staring at the screen right now. SARS-CoV-2 semi-quantitative total antibody test count. Interpretation, negative if you are less than 0.8 in antibody count. That means you are negative for COVID-19 antibodies. You don't have protection. You are considered positive if you have 0.7 or more. 0.7 or more. I have 1,442. That's my count. Whatever that measurement is. I don't even know what the what the unit of measurement is. It doesn't mean you have 1,442 antibodies. It means that is the level of strength of the antibodies that you have. And uh, I'll tell you this, last thing before I go back to calls here, and I said this to the audience last night, I'll say it again here. I want House Bill 248 to pass. I don't want any Ohioan to ever have to show proof of a vaccine, ever. It's unconstitutional, it's illegal, it's a violation of your medical privacy, and all the rest. I don't want to ever have to show it anywhere. However, in the unlikely and horrific event that we do have to show COVID-19 vaccination cards to have access to this, that, or the other, including employment, then here's my, my call. And I'm going to call my members of, of, of uh, the Ohio General Assembly. I'm going to call state representatives, and I'm going to call state senators, and I'm going to demand that if we cannot pass the bill that makes it illegal to require COVID vaccination cards or passports, proof of vaccination, if those are allowed to exist and to be demanded upon entry, then I want them to also accept the antibody card that says, I didn't get a shot, but I have more immunity from COVID-19 in my body than anybody who got a shot did. I want them to accept antibody cards as well as vaccine cards. And I say that again with the repetition here, that I don't want any card to ever be required anywhere, which is why we have to fight in Columbus. All right. Uh, hold the, hold the music. I want to get Paula in here. I know what Paula's calling about because she was at our event last night in Medina and I asked her to call me today, uh, because Joe Biden is in town today and she did so. So Paula, uh, thanks for your patience through my little announcement there, but it's good to have you on the program. How are you?
0: Great. Thank you for taking my call. My Uh, pleasure. Um, and thank you, and thank you for your voice. You're a great inspiration to all of us to stand up. Yeah, so we're have, we're going to wave to Biden today, Trump style. <laughs> uh, tell us, tell, tell us what
2: that means. I hope I hope it isn't what I think it is because I can think of a wave to Biden, Trump style, involving not a whole hand, but maybe just one individual we're inviting, finger.
0: Uh, we're inviting everybody to come down. Um, we're going to be down there about 1230 1 o'clock. You're supposed to be around around twelve thirty. We have a sixteen by ten, but flag and everybody can bring their flag. Um, our group is Ohioers defending freedom all kind of fundraisers, um, rallies. We're starting June seventeenth. We do anti vaccine pass through many different channels of our group.
2: We we have kind of a bad connection here. I'm not hearing everything you're saying, Paula, but I did hear uh, Ohio, you were talking about Ohioans Defending Freedom, uh, and you are going to gather today, you said at 1230 or so, but where? What's the location? Okay,
0: 700 Carnegie
2: Avenue. All right, 700 Carnegie Avenue. In honor of Joe Biden's visit to Cleveland today, uh, the group Ohioans oh. Defending Freedom are going to get together with, the, what did you say, a huge uh, Trump flag? Is that what you have?
0: Right, 16 by 10 foot, pump flag. And um, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's at ohioanddefendingfreedom.com You can find our other events and fundraisers and everything. We do anti-vaccine protests as well.
2: Well, that is a uh, ter- terrific thing to know. I have uh, been so supportive of all of these individual activist groups, including Ohio Stands Up, and including, uh, you know, obviously last night with Ohio Freedom Fighters, and uh, there were so many right. terrific groups like yours, including Ohioans Defending Freedom, that are doing everything they can, thing they can to, uh, you know, restore our our rights that have been taken from us during this <laughs> pandemic. So I love the idea that right. you guys are getting together today and going to greet Joe Biden with a great big Trump greeting. Uh, so. So I would encourage everyone, if you have the ability today, to get down to, what was it, 700 Carnegie? Yes, Tri-C, yes. Oh, it's at Tri-C, okay. At Tri-C. Okay. So at Tri-C, 700 Carnegie, around 1230, because Biden is expected to be coming by uh, shortly after that, uh, gathered by the huge Trump uh, sign that she just said, or flag the 16 by 10 flag. Uh, Paula, yes. keep, we'll, we'll be there from like
0: 1230 to 430 or something, so come anytime.
2: Awesome. 1230 to 430 or or, or or whenever. Yeah, I would imagine this right. is the kind of thing where people want to get together and commiserate and share stories with one another and strategize yeah. with one another about what we have to do. And I'm looking at the webpage right now, Paula, uh, com, and it does have right. a lot of other events. There's a tab at the top that says events, so other things that uh, this group is taking part in, uh, you really want to check their calendar there. Uh, Paula, right. thank you. We have I'm glad you came.
0: Monthly meetings too. Okay. Monthly thank meetings you, too. Bob, congratulations I'm on the fourteen
2: forty two. Thank you, thank you. I'm very proud of that. Uh, Paula, thank you for coming out last night to Ohio Freedom Fighters as well, and thanks for calling in to share your information today. Paula uh, asked me questions, uh, a question rather, yesterday after this, you know, in the Q and A portion of the event, and uh, she said, "Hey, can you announce on the radio what we're doing today?" And I said, "I can, but I would prefer if you did it. Call me and do it." It works better that way, and I and I and I stand by that. Even though we had a little bit of a rough phone connection there, Ohioans defending freedom hosting a rally today, about twelve thirty to about four thirty uh, at Tri C Seven Hundred Carnegie, and uh, let's greet Joe Biden and show them what we think of uh, <laughs> of his administration uh, here in uh, Northeast Ohio in the commu- in the conservative crowd. So check that out, and we'll be back after this.
3: World. everything in large
1: amounts
2: all right 958 uh this is a little awkward just got a message back from paula who just called us said she had the uh, uh has an address change for us it's not 700 carnegie it's 2900 community college avenue So there's your address change, 2900 Community College Avenue. If you have time during your day today and you are downtown or you can be downtown, uh, by all means, uh, a huge crowd of conservative patriots greeting Joe Biden uh, would be great. Uh, And by all means, make your voices heard. How, you may ask? Peacefully and patriotically. That's how we do things. That's how we've always done things. And anybody who deviates from that whatsoever is going to have to suffer their own consequences. But understand, peacefully and patriotically, that's just how we roll. Coming up on the program here after the top of the hour news, we're going to get into a couple of other things. I mentioned the top story of the day and I actually had two of them, one involving our Second Amendment rights because the man who is being nominated and is going to be confirmed for the head of the ATF, uh, Department of uh, Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, uh, is uh, an anti-gun advocate who wants to strip away AR-15s from all Americans and who believes that it would be right to arrest people before they commit crimes in order to stop them from, from committing crimes. I kid you not. So we'll have that story. And then we're also going to talk about the latest on the trans movement and the damage it is doing to kids. I've got multiple stories on that that we'll discuss with Dr. Everett Piper coming up next, right after the top of the hour news on AM.